0: 8.43 now, and hundreds of thousands of people have been protesting again on the pro-democracy front in Hong Kong. There have been counter-protests as well as severe warnings from China. Activists and police clashing now for the best part of three months. Uh, This weekend, past weekend's rallies were generally peaceful, but... um, Big fear is still there, that things could spiral out of control. Just earlier in today's show, we heard a very stern warning from US Vice President Mike Pence suggesting that it would uh, certainly take a different view towards any potential trade breakthrough with China if there was any violence against Hong Kong protesters. Sheridan Prasso is senior investigative writer for the Asia-Pacific region for Bloomberg News and is based in Hong Kong and now joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for taking the time. So um, I've got to say I was on the scene in Hong Kong just over a week ago and it it was actually very peaceful. Uh, I was there just before uh, there was a a sudden spike and an airport being brought to a standstill and and so on. Um, Generally, how is the mood right now?
1: Well, the protests have been largely peaceful for the last, uh, many months. What's been happening though at the end of the, uh, evening sometimes is that a few, uh, remaining kind of more radical people have been sticking around, uh, attacking, uh, police stations and stuff and provoking uh some attacks against them. Um but when the large numbers of people come out in force, uh we do have largely peaceful protests that the police uh didn't stop. For example, on Sunday we had uh a very peaceful protest. I uh walked along the entire way of the march that went from Victoria Park about four kilometers uh to Central uh in the pouring rain and uh It was, uh, estimates are that 1.7 million people uh, came out to that protest. And I didn't see a a single police officer the entire way. They didn't try to stop it. Um, And the mood following that, there wasn't even one arrest, uh, has been quite euphoric, that Hong Kong protesters have now proven once again that largely they are a mass of peaceful people with only the occasional uh, sort of uh, kind of violent protester uh, taking it to extremes, you know, late in the evening, and some people even accuse those uh, more radical uh, actors as uh, agents provocateurs. It's really unclear who they are, but they really are representing the most radical extremes and not really the mass of the people.
0: Yeah, and, and just to clarify, I mean, it's actually just over two weekends ago that I that I was there. Um, the, the airport was quiet, uh, major rail stations were quiet, uh, the, the roads were quiet, aside from seeing a, a slogan, I, I, Free Hong Kong, and, and we've seen slogans like that on the media. Uh, but then, um, very quickly, in the coming days, uh, there were obviously crowds at the airport, so if I'd arrived on a different day, it would have been a very different scene. What direction are protesters taking now? I, I got the sense, like, the airport holdup, caused so many business concerns on top of political concerns that that protesters were forced to take a different stance.
1: Yes, well, uh, the reason that the protesters wanted to occupy the airport, is at first it started as a way to Uh, get the attention of mainland visitors to Hong Kong that when they were passing through the arrivals area, instead of seeing the drivers holding up signs with people's names, they would see people holding up signs urging democracy and saying what this uh, protest movement was all about. Mm. And those uh, kinds of protests were going on for some time uh, in the weeks before the closure of the airport. Um, In the the most uh, heightened case, what happened was that the Protesters went up to the departures area and blocked it off using, excuse me, luggage carts, and wouldn't let people pass through the security area to board their flights. And so, as a result, the airport just took the extreme measure of canceling all the flights for uh, the entire day on the first day, and then uh, part of the second day when it happened again. Um, what actually happened uh to really uh, alarm people though was that some of those more uh extreme radical elements of the protesters uh ended up uh capturing and beating two mainland chinese men who had uh were thought to kind of have infiltrated their ranks and uh one of them seems to have been a deliberate attempt he was a uh a so-called journalist for the Global Times, which is a state-owned uh, paper in China, um, trying to get the protesters to beat him up so that it could be a front-page news story. And indeed, it was a very big propaganda victory for uh, for China in that way. They could put the photo of the protesters beating up their guy uh, on their front pages and say, "See what radical elements these people are." Now, the protesters uh, realized that that was an enormous mistake. In fact, there was quite a lot of debate and fighting even among the protesters themselves, I mean, arguing, not actual fighting, um, by saying, you know, don't use violence, don't beat him up. Um, But some of the people at the front lines were extreme and very angry that uh, they had been being infiltrated uh, by these uh, mainlanders and wanted to kind of teach them a lesson.
0: Yeah, uh, there's also been the spreading of rumors and allegedly fake news on on social media. For for you as a reporter following this, how confusing has it been just trying to get a a real sense of of how people are reacting, normal people? Uh,
1: So at first the the news was sort of regularised and normal, but what happened uh, over the course of the past, I would say the last two weeks or so, is that Ah, uh, China's disinformation campaign really, really ramped up. and we started seeing a lot of trolls on Twitter feeds posting, uh, you know, when I would post an article, for example, some trolls would come out and attack it. Uh, kind of in a uh, spreading disinformation kind of way. Um, on Facebook as well, there were these uh, a lot of posts, you know, showing saying that the showing the protesters as dead cockroaches upside down with their feet in the air. And these kinds of things were, uh designed to we think um uh prime the chinese public for a, a much stronger crackdown in hong kong and so we kind of all read it that way now we saw an announcement from from twitter and facebook overnight that they have taken action against Some of the more egregious of these fake accounts that were posted in this fake news. But it wasn't just fake accounts. It's also China's state-owned media. So, for example, even Xinhua just uh, on Sunday evening uh, was posting about uh, the new gang of four uh, in Hong Kong, uh, the leaders, four leaders uh, of the kind of old guard pro-democracy movement, um, and really using quite extreme cultural revolution type of language like running dogs and things like that. So the kind of disinformation campaign we've seen has been really extreme and really ramped up in the past two weeks, just as people were fearing that there might be a much stronger crackdown.
0: But we have seen as well uh, legitimate voices of support for china jackie chan don't get much bigger than him in terms of a a voice on this issue uh saying hong kong and china are my birthplaces and my home china is my country i love my country i love my home i hope that hong kong can return to peace soon it's not exactly a comment that's calling for um the protesters to gain resolve is it um we also have crystal Liu or liu yifei posting on weibo i also support hong kong police you can beat me up now what a shame for hong kong mm-hmm. and 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 these comments have actually yeah. sparked a bit of outrage as well on social media mm-hmm. do they speak for the silent masses who, who do they speak for would you suggest
1: i think they speak for people whose business interests are very much beholden to china's so for example jackie chan lives in beijing now his movies are uh, reliant on the chinese market for their success no longer on the Hong Kong market, which is far too small to support the film industry, and so these are deliberate plays to patriotism uh, among the mainland Chinese uh, keeps their movies popular. Now, of course, you know they they do hold pro-China views. Of course, that's why they're there, um, but I, I'm not sure that they are able to be fully informed of what the situation is in Hong Kong. Um, in part because of the Chinese media's disinformation campaign is so intense. So I think it's very easy to look at the the way that the Chinese media is reporting what's going on in Hong Kong and look at it as a, a violent uprising, a terrorist re- revolution, which is what the Chinese government has labeled it, rather than an actual groundswell of people saying to the government of Hong Kong, we want you to listen to our concerns and address them. And what's happened is that uh, you know there have been many many weeks of protests since June, in which the people have said we want you to listen to us, we want you to do something, and the government has essentially you know stuck its fingers in its ears metaphorically and started singing la 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 and won't really address the concerns of the protesters, and that's why uh, so many people turned out on Sunday. Uh, that is really representing, I think, the groundswell of support within Hong Kong, but yet within mainland China, we do see a a point of view that's definitely influenced by the information they're able to receive there.
0: But something that you could say you've been very much um, privy to in terms of information is, is some of the brutality, isn't it, against protesters? I mean, I know the shooting of protesters in the subway At close range was just outside your building, wasn't it? Uh, At your uh, MTR station that you use every day as well. Uh, These things have been happening in and around you. It's not like it's all out of plain sight.
1: That's right. And what we've been seeing, uh, and one thing that uh, persuades us that the the Protesters in Hong Kong do have a groundswell of support. Is that uh, that incident was a week ago, Sunday evening, just outside my building? I heard my neighbors shouting. Uh, I went outside to see what was going on, and um, the, the video emerged uh, just a short time later that the police had fired uh, pepper spray at very close range at the backs of some protesters who were actually leaving the scene, um, chasing them down escalators and beating them and arresting. A number of people inside the station, literally just steps from my door, and uh, they were rounding up people. Some one, at least one of the people that they had rounded up was a uh, a bystander who lived in the neighborhood, and uh, my neighbors were shouting. That, you know, he had nothing to do with it. He was just standing there, and they were just rounding up indiscriminately, shooting, you know, shooting pepper spray sort of indiscriminately, not really with any sort of crowd control or crowd dispersal intent, but just sort of more like retribution against the protesters. And so this made my neighbors so angry that they were all in the streets shouting, and the more people shouted, the more people came out and shouted at the police to leave, to get out of here using expletives that, you know, (laughs) even I recognize in Cantonese, all these quite very salty language, to get out of here. And the police did. They got into their vans and left. And so what we're seeing in these instances is as the protests carry on and move into the neighborhoods, um, and we do see these scenes of violence, the the actual uh, residents of those neighborhoods want the police to get out. They do not want this carrying into their neighborhoods police firing tear gas that have even affected toddlers playing in a park that have one uh, tear gas canister landed on the balcony of an elderly home affecting all the residents inside and it's just been really quite indiscriminate use of tear gas. The last statistic I saw was over 1,800 canisters have been fired and when we look at a lot of the video clips of where they're firing and, 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 and why we see them just kind of indiscriminately without even a plan of crowd dispersal, just firing into crowds just to to fire. Yeah. So and
0: meanwhile, there be- are fears of, a, of an even stronger response from China's military. We watch, we wait, we perhaps will see China heed the warning of U.S. Vice President Mike Pence that I mentioned before. For now, though, Sheridan Presser, so we've got to leave it there. Thank you for joining us.
1: My pleasure. Thank
0: you. This Morning returns tomorrow at 7.05. Stay with us for Inside Korea next.